Hello, I'm Brandon Martini, a commercial pilot and flight instructor. And I'm Carson Vasquez. I'm a private pilot. And you're listening to the Aviation Mentors Podcast, sponsored by Stratus Financial. So buckle up, because the Aviation Mentors are taking off. Welcome, everybody, back to another uh, episode of the Aviation Mentors Podcast. We're still on day two. We've got me, Carson. We've got a special guest, uh, Mr. Jason Owen. He flies a PBY Catalina. Thanks for talking with us, Jason. Hey, very welcome. So, please, tell us a little bit about this airplane that you flew in here. Me and Carson have been walking around. We were walking around earlier today. After he and I went back, this was not here. Then Demaris and I come out, and I see this from like a mile away, because it's one of my dream airplanes to fly, and I had to come talk to somebody about it. And I was like, I need to talk to you. Can we please talk to you later today? And luckily, Jason said yes. So, tell me a little about this airplane. When did you get here, and where are you from, and that type of stuff. The airplane uh, was built in '43. And then uh, served with the uh, Canadians. It's actually a cancel, so it was actually built in Canada, one of their plants up there, and then served with the Canadians in Iceland. And this airplane was actually a sub-hunter, so that's what it spent the war from 43 to 45 doing. I don't know the exact war history of the airplane, but the fact that it was a war veteran is very unique and very rare. Most of the airplanes that you see of any vintage, uh, of any type, of World War II airplanes are most of the late-built, non-combat airplanes. This particular airplane actually served for the last two years of the war. At the end of the war, it went to Canada and spent the next 10 years as an airliner, calling people all around the back uh, woods and countries uh, and you know, the, the small and big cities of Canada. Then in the 50s, it was converted to its configuration now, which is more like a flying yacht. And Time Magazine did a great article back in the 50s of the incredible flying yacht, which was one of the sister ships of this. And it was doing a round-the-world tour. And the airplane was kind of built for the who's who. And that's what they were in the process of doing. Unfortunately, when they made it to uh, Saudi Arabia, they've been fighting for centuries over there. And... They didn't recognize the airplane, so they knew it wasn't one of ours. Must be one of theirs, and all of them were fighting, so shoot it. So they started shooting it. Everybody got out of the airplane, but they left the airplane destroyed. And that was was this airplane? No, that was the sister ship to this airplane. This story in the Time magazine that was done back in the 50s called The Incredible Flying Yacht. And great pictures, all black and white, but great pictures of the airplane and crew. And um, unfortunately, that's the way that story ended. Nobody got hurt, fortunately, but the airplane is, is still there. In fact, a friend of mine actually went over to go see what the, what remains of it. And the Saudis have got it set up as in, in its original location with the plaque and everything, telling a little bit about the story of PBY. Uh, that's crazy. It's such a cool airplane to look at. And it's obviously not one that I'm going to get to fly anytime soon. I saw my private. But what do you need in order to fly this kind of airplane? Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, there's really nothing out there that kind of gets you prepared for this airplane. This is an airplane you just have to get in and rest a little bit. And uh, it's like riding a gorilla. It just doesn't want to do anything you want. And it's got a mind of its own. And one thing you know for sure, wherever the nose is pointed is not where it wants to go. <laughs> so... In that respect, you just have to stay on it all the time. And the amount of rudder force it takes to fly the airplane, if you're a light frame and you push on the rudder, if you don't have your belt in, you just stand up. 
So you've actually got to be strapped to the seat to be able to push the rudder. And that sounds like an exaggeration, but it's not. That's crazy. And uh, I love the radials on it. And I know they're running really, really well because there's oil covered everywhere. We all know a radial is only going to run well if it's leaking oil. That's right. So besides that, you said uh, you flew it here. You're the pilot and mechanic on it. Mm -hmm. uh, where'd you fly it in from? We came up from, we came down from uh, Aurora, Illinois. It spends the winter's Correction, the summer's up in Illinois and the winter's here in Florida. So we've got a ride program. We take people up for rides. It's called Historic Air Tours, and they can just go right online and book flights. Uh, we have to put a schedule together, so there's really nothing to book right now. We just got it here, actually as of today. And then it'll be here through probably June or July, and then we'll head north with the airplane. And what's the going rate for a ride? And it's somebody sitting in the back of it or can somebody get an SIC type or something? Well, there's two different things we do. We do uh, type ratings. So if people want to come out and go fly the airplane, we can do that and train them up. And the other is to go up for an experience, you know, a flight in the airplane. And the flight in the airplane, you can imagine the cost of flying, running one of these things is, you know, through the roof. It's crazy. Especially six and seven dollars a gallon for fuel. And we burn a hundred gallons an hour. And I'm sure you burn a lot of oil as About well. four gallons an hour yeah. between the two engines. So that, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I, I try to be less than that. Right now we're a couple quarts each engine. Sometimes they get up to a gallon, you know, depending on how we're flying it and what we're doing. But Very neat. How did you get into flying this airplane? And how many hours do you have on this PBY? Yeah, but that's kind of a guess. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time trying to keep track of it. I don't even know my total time. I, I quit keeping track of that a long time ago. Uh, I flew for the airline, and uh, they kept track of it, so that was good enough for me. My logbooks—I I quit logging that, you know, things in '86 uh, when I got hired, and I just retired last May. So I guess now I'm back to keeping a logbook for currency and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling because uh, my logbook—I I pretty much just track my currency and BFRs, and that's about it. My time in this airplane, uh, I flew him as a fire bomber. That's how I got started in the airplane. And then my dad came along, and he also did firefighting in these. So that was that was a neat experience for me to be able to fly with my dad and go out and do that. We flew a lot of different World War II airplanes. Wow. So, I mean, who gets to do that? No. And so, I mean, how lucky am I? Yeah, extremely lucky, especially getting to fly with your dad. Right. Um, I can barely get my dad to even get in an airplane with me, let alone him fly it. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. Um, that's very neat. I just think of this thing as just a natural progression for me to want to fly. Uh, since I flew that Albatross last year and some of our listeners got to hear that story, um, it was a blast to fly. And it also was kind of set up like a flying yacht. Uh, some of our passengers, they, uh, uh, they even had, had uh, Captain Morgan and more pirates for the day. It was pretty fantastic. So I envy them. Albatross is a fantastic airplane. They took everything they learned about seaplanes and applied it to that. I've got very little time in an Albatross. I flew uh, with a friend of mine who had one, and he invited me to come out and go fly with him. I'm not rated in the airplane. I just flew as a co-pilot. But uh, great guy. I respect him a lot. He's uh, all about the Albatross. He's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of experience. Yeah, that's it's a really cool airplane. Before I saw this airplane today, uh, the only other one I've ever seen is I don't even know if it was the real version or if it was just kind of one that was made and it was in the museum at EAA. And uh, that was a pretty phenomenal just look and they have it like cut in half. Have you seen that? And do you know if that's even a real airplane or was that part of one? I don't think I'm aware of that one. What kind of airplane was it? It was an, it's, a, it's a PBY Catalina um, and it's in the Oshkosh Museum actually. Uh, but they only have like half of it in there. I did not know that. I need to go see that one. Yeah, when you go to Oshkosh, go check it out.
Uh, do you know how many are flying still? This airplane uh, is one of two that do any water work. The rest of them just do fly them, they're just land planes. There are two here that are flyable, that stay pretty active, one out in Oregon. There's another one up in Port Clinton that they're putting back. I don't know where it is in its uh, deal. Uh, there's another one in New Smyrna, belongs to the uh, Collins Foundation. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job restoring that. I'm really anxious to see that one fly. Uh, that's got incredible history on that. Um, there's one in uh, New Zealand. Um, I think there's one in Australia, and I think oh, and one in England. So those are the, about those are the flyable ones. And then there's uh, airframe wise, there's probably 30 or 40 airframes in different states of dereliction or in museums. But that's that's it. Out of over 3,000 built, I think 33 or 3,500 built. That's uh, not much left. That's what we were talking about in our last episode. We're, we're walking around this morning and we're talking about it. There's all these you know, beautiful warbirds that there are, and this is, you know, we'll consider that one for this. And uh, they're just, there's not that many anymore. They're, they're just they're vintage and they're relics, and it's hard to find. So, well, how much work do you put into keeping this thing up and alive? Uh, you know, that, that's kind of a joke. It's not any one person can do it, it's a team. So, I don't want to sound like I'm doing it all. I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm one of the pilots, I'm one of the mechanics. A lot of effort has gone into keeping this this airplane and all these others out here flying. And, um, you know, it's you, you take on something like this, uh, you might as well show up with a, a priest because you're going to put that amount of time into keeping this airplane up as you would trying to keep it a marriage up, you know. And any lack of it, everything goes sideways. So, um. When I flew the Albatross, we had a crew chief with us. Uh, he, was all, he was a mechanic, and he made sure that we were good to fly, and... It was literally a team of people that had to kind of be with us to yeah. make sure that thing flies. Exactly. Sounds right. like you might have the same same thing here. Um, are there any upgraded avionics, or have you guys upgraded anything inside? I yeah, let me show you what's original on this airplane. The shadow's original. Everything above this has been modified. I mean, I wish everybody could see this in person, and one day we'll do video, uh, so you'll get to. But uh, for now, you're just going to have to uh, just see our pictures that we post on Facebook and Instagram because it is a beautiful machine. But uh, thank you so much, Jason, for being on our, our show today. And I know that you said you do the SIC training program. You said it's under 10 grand, um, which sounds like a steal to me uh, for whatever this will be. I'm going to be one of your future customers, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It, it is a lot of money to go do something like that. But um, where else are you going to do it? One. Two, the opportunity to do it. That's two. And then, uh, you know, putting in the time and being available, you know, that's, that's three. Um, I encourage anybody, you know, to come out and, and fly the airplane. It'll give you a whole new respect of what the PBY is, what the guys, more so what the guys who used to fly the airplane and what they went through. And then you put a war on top of that where they're trying to, you know, knock them out of the sky. I mean, that's pretty frightening stuff. So what we're doing is pretty easy. Uh, looking back at their history and reflecting uh, on all that, that just makes all this very special. That's awesome. Again, thank you so much for being on today with us. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to flying in this airplane one day real soon. But very well. Again, I'm looking forward to that. All right. Thank you. Okay. As always, if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can reach us at Twitter or Instagram. You can reach me at Mr. Martini Guy, or you can reach Carson at Carson underscore AV17. And of course, as we prefer, reach us on our email, Brandon at AviationMentors.com or Carson at AviationMentors.com. And as a wrap up for the day, remember, we're here to guide you in your aviation journey. So fly safe and enjoy the ride.